Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for all of the wonderful fellowship that we've had so far today. We thank you for all of the ways that you have crossed our paths to be here together, learning about you and encouraging one another to be more like your son. And I pray that as we continue in our day and continue in our sessions, Lord, that you would draw us ever closer to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So, if you look at your notes, you will see that I am a fill-in-the-blank kind of teacher. This keeps you awake and focused, and it keeps me on schedule. So we all kind of end at the same place together. Keeps me so I don't go off script, because I tend to do that. Um, so I'm going to try and talk slow enough that you can fill the blanks in, and I'm going to try to be good enough to tell you, here comes a blank, or whoops, we just passed a blank, and we can fill those in together. Um, the first couple of ones come kind of fast, but they won't all be that way. So we're talking about personal prayer. We all know that prayer is important. We all know why we need to do it. We've heard those scriptures and seen the, heard those sermons before. But I want to share today how to make your prayer life more precise, how to make it more focused, and how to help make it more deep. So that's where we're kind of going with this. There are some things that I have found in my own personal prayer life over the years, some things that I have tried and done that have really helped me to be more focused and precise in my prayers. So I have three different ideas for you. And they're just ideas. They're not things that you have to do. You can tweak them and make them work for you, or you can disregard them completely. It's all up to you. There's no black and white in any of this. But we're going to go ahead and jump into our first point. First point is pray root issues. So that was your first blank, pray root issues. We want to find the root issue of what it is that you're dealing with, why it is that you are praying. Ask yourself, what is the real issue of your heart? That's your next blank. What's the real issue? Real issue, root issue, kind of the same language here. What is the real issue of your heart? And we're going to pray about this deeper level. Don't get discouraged because here comes your next blank. Again, I told you these first ones were fast. It's going to take practice and thought. If you're not used to digging out root issues in your heart, it might take a little bit of practice, and that's okay. Or it might take you having some more deeper thought about it or being more purposeful with it at first, and that's okay too. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes, and I promise you, if you just give yourself some patience and have some grace with yourself, it will get easier. So the best way for me to help you understand this point is to give you some examples. So let's say that it's somewhere around 2.30 in the afternoon, and you realize, all day long, you've been snapping at people. You've been just short with everybody. You're yelling at your kids. You're upset with your husband, the coworkers, that guy in front of you at the green light that just won't go is just getting all of your, all of your short, um, you know, you're snapping at people. So the temptation might be to stay up here at the surface level. Dear Lord, forgive me for snapping and help me to change. Okay, that's not a bad prayer that the Holy Spirit convicted you, that you see that you are snapping, you see your sin, Lord, forgive me and help me to change, that's not bad. But I would argue that we can go deeper. In other words, why are you snapping? What's going on inside of your heart that is causing this rotten, ugly fruit that's coming out all over everyone around you? Is it because you're completely upset about something else? I can't tell you how many times I've had to go and ask forgiveness of my kids and tell them, mommy's not mad at you. I am upset about something else. Something else is tempting me to be angry and I am taking it out on you. Or maybe it's because, and I promise we didn't share notes, you didn't have a good quiet time that day. Maybe it's because you're anxious. In my life, 
fear and anxiety manifest itself in anger. So if I'm snapping at my kids, sometimes I have to ask myself, what am I not dealing with? What am I afraid of? So you go over here to the root then, and you apply scripture, and you pray, and you talk to the Lord, and you repent of any sin that's happening at the root. Because if you take care of the, of the root, then you're going to take care of the fruit, right? So if that root issue has been dealt with before the Lord, and if you're applying scripture and you're praying through that root issue, then all of a sudden that's going to maybe not completely eliminate, but it's going to help the fruit that I'm bearing. Another example of this, we were in a prayer circle one time, and one of my dearest friends was sitting next to me, and she had had one of those days. You know, the days where every kid does every sin, like twice. <laughs> and I, I knew, again, we are very close friends, so I had known what her day had consisted of. She had told me some details, and I think I even witnessed some of it, too. So when it came her time to share the prayer request, she did not spend 10, 15, 20 minutes sharing her prayer request, complaining about every kid, gossiping about her kids, telling every detail of what every kid had done. Instead, her prayer request was just, pray for the salvation of my kids. Because that's the root issue, isn't it? If we pray for the, the salvation of our kids, the root issue, then all of that fruit is, is changed. It goes from being disobedient and sassy and snappy and, and, you know, hurting their brother and all that other stuff. All of that, again, not taken care of. It doesn't go away, but it gets a lot better. The fruit is a lot more pleasing to the Lord because we dealt with that root issue. So when people ask me how they can pray for me, I try to get to the root issue. If you prayed this root issue for me, then that would take care of all these other things I could tell you. I could go on and on and on and be very unfocused and be very scattered and you would leave thinking, whoa, <laughs> but I could just tell you the root issue. Really, it's this. Really, this is the attribute of God that I am not cherishing. Really, this is the sinful response that my heart is having. So if you would just pray for that, then the other things naturally will get better because again, pray for the root and it takes care of the fruit. If you don't remember anything else, you'll remember me doing my little analogy. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, your second um, point here. Pray for specific times. That was your, your number two blank. Pray for specific times. I did not say pray during specific times. Because again, I'm trying to help you make your prayers more precise. To help make our prayer life more focused. To help make our prayer life deeper. So... Many times, and this is one of the ideas that I had, is praying other people's prayers is really helpful. Um, this is my new favorite book. I have a new favorite book like once every other month. So this is the one right now. It's called Every Moment Holy by Douglas McKelvey. Um, if you are familiar at all with Andrew Peterson and the work that they do with the Rabbit Room Press, that's what this is. This is from the Rabbit Room Press. And essentially, it's just a, a book of prayers. Liturgies is what he calls them. And it helps you to pray through the moments of your life. I want to read you just a quote from, from the inside here. He says, quote, These prayers encourage readers in practicing mindfulness of the constant presence of God and draw them toward greater recognition of the eternal echoes resounding in every moment of our lives. In other words, I would like to suggest to you that you use everyday things that happen in your life and find a way to have them remind you of the Lord Use specific times to help you think about something true about God and turn it into a prayer. Use every task to make you mindful of God's presence. 
Here comes the next blank. Pray about what you are doing. Pray about what you are doing. Because really, you're always doing something, right? I mean, all of us, we're all like, yep, we're always doing something. So praying about what you are doing will help you to focus. There's your next blank. It's going to help you to focus. And it's going to help you commit everything you do to the glory of God. Because again, we're trying to make our prayer life more focused and precise. So don't just simply take time to pray while you do a task. Here's your next blank. But pray about the task itself. Pray about the task itself. And this is also going to help you obey the command to pray without ceasing. Okay, so if you're like, I think I'm following you, but I'm a little hazy, I have some examples. So first way, there's two ways to do this. First way, take the big picture approach. That's your next blank. Take the big picture approach. So start, start big, and then we'll work our way down. So big picture approach. Commit to thinking through your calendar. That's the next blank. Thinking through your calendar and seeing what big things are coming in the next few weeks that you haven't maybe done since last year. And we're going to pray about the task that we're doing in such a way that we are drawn more deeply into God's presence. We're going to think about, and there's a, a little place where you can write ideas. Here's some ideas, and I got them all from uh, Douglas McKelvey's book. Things like the first day of school, or birthdays, lighting a fire, beginning a new book, planting seeds of a garden, buying a new pet, some of us do that more frequently than others. Arriving at the ocean, going to see people you haven't seen in a long time. Again, this, we're taking big things that happen in your life. So not everyday tasks, but the big things that happen. And use those circumstances to lead you to praise the Lord. To lead you to remember him. To lead you to thank him. And this is a really great time to do it because I think it's about to be fall. We're not quite sure, but we think it's happening. <laughs> And so with the seasons changing, you're going to be doing things that you haven't done since last fall. Raking the leaves, making pumpkin bread, going to the pumpkin patch, seeing those relatives you haven't seen in a long time, basting a turkey, things like that. So we're going to use that circumstance. And we're going to have it remind us of something true about the Lord. So we're not just going to pray while we're doing it because, again, that can be kind of scattered and everywhere all around. We're going to pray about what we're doing. So let's take the idea of a pumpkin patch. So you're on your way to the pumpkin patch. You have 15 minutes to pray while you're driving there. And I'm not suggesting to pray while you drive. Well, I am, but we're going to talk about how you're going to pray while you drive. So instead of, okay, I'm going to pray while I'm driving. I tend to be somewhat scattered when I'm driving because I'm thinking about the turn that I take and I'm thinking about the, the exit I need to go and I'm thinking about, is that person going too fast or too slow? Do I need to move around him? So I start my prayer, dear Lord, thank you for today. Did I miss my turn? I think, no, I didn't miss my turn. Where was I? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for today. Did I already say that? And help me, Lord, to, no, no, you cannot have another graham cracker. Help me to be the, what did I, what, Lord, about the, something about thank you for today. I'll just start over. And then by the time I get there, I've pretty much wasted 15 minutes because I was unfocused in my prayer. Instead, we're going to pray about the pumpkin patch because I know that's where I'm going and my mind is more focused. We're going to pray about the pumpkin patch. So, we're going to thank the Lord for making things grow. I'm going to thank him for the germination process of seeds because that's fascinating. I'm going to thank him for the color orange. It's my favorite color. I thank him for the orange quite a bit. Or I'm going to thank him for the fact that we're all going to pick pumpkins, but they all look different. Thank you that he's a God of creativity and a God of imagination. And because of that, therefore, I, his creature, am a, God, a, a, am a creature of creativity and imagination because I have... I have that like attribute with him. So 
that's what I'm going to pray for, and I'm focused, and I'm praying about what I'm doing. I'm not just praying while I'm doing things. Um, or lighting the first fire of the season. That's in his book. And I met him at the homeschool conference, and he's delightful. And I think I wept through his entire talk on family prayer. Um, and he was talking about lighting the first fire of the season and how we're going to pray because the, the fire is going to remind us of the light and the warmth of God. And it's going to remind us that there's comfort in darkness. And um, we're going to pray for the, the conversations that happen around the fire. So we're not just going to pray while we're chopping the wood. We're going to pray about the fire. Um, another way to do this, here's your next blank, looking for smaller, more mundane things in your life. It's going to really help if you put the word mundane in quotes, because honestly, if you're doing point two to the fullest, nothing is mundane, but we'll put it in quotes. So look for more mundane things in your life that can be turned into a deeper prayer. And I know you have a, a spot for ideas, so here are some. Changing diapers. We do that quite a bit, even if you're like, oh, I'm not having kids anymore. Well, you change your kids, you know, your friend's kids' diapers, or you change your grandbaby's diapers. We're all changing diapers. We're women. That's what we do. <laughs> it's not the only thing we do, but it's, it's one thing that we do. Um, making a meal, paying bills, having a nightmare, hearing sirens, or waiting in line, going shopping, doing laundry, we do that pretty often. Even if your kids are grown, you're still going to do lots of laundry. Laundry is just kind of what happens. So we're going to take those things and we're going to pray about them in such a way that they lead us to think about something true about the Lord. We're going to follow the sunbeam to the sun, to paraphrase C.S. Lewis. I want to read you part of this. I'm not going to read you the whole thing because it's like a two-page prayer. Um, but I do want to read you a section of it. This is the prayer for doing laundry. Even as I draw the freshly laundered clothes from the basin, may the sight and the scent of a new cleanness remind me of the righteousness that is now mine, of the ongoing forgiveness that you extend, of your work on my behalf, which is both finished and forever ongoing and necessary in this life. I don't know about you, but before I read this, I never really thought about making laundry remind me of the cleanness of my soul. I never thought about laundry leading me to think about the gospel. Now, don't get me wrong. I pray while I'm doing laundry because it's like a, you know, well, it's not interrupt, uninterrupted, but it's 15 minutes of me doing something with my hands. So I'm like, well, I'm going to pray while I'm doing laundry. And it always goes something like this. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day that you've given. Can you believe I let them buy this, those character socks? Now I'm never going to find the other one. There it is. Okay. Yes, it matches. All right. What was I saying? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, thank you for today. Thank you for the way that you have blessed us and you have given us the beautiful sunshine. I cannot believe the stain did not come out of that shirt. Where's the rewash pile? Okay. What was I saying? Did I already thank him for the day? Oh, the sunshine. Yes, that's right. And then, and it goes on like that for the whole time. And I never am focused and precise about what I'm praying. It's just kind of all over the place. So I want to help you think about how to make your prayers more focused and deeper. So if I, the entire time I'm doing laundry, I'm praying about the cleanness of my soul that's a way deeper prayer than my scattered, thank you for the sunshine 50 times in a row before I just get to the end and kind of give up. Um, another one, and I want to read it to you because I'm a little bit ahead of my, of my time. This is the one for changing diapers, and there's actually two in here. Um, this is the shorter one. And I'm going to read you the whole thing because it's not very long. I want you to hear. Ah, oh, Lord, what a mess we sometimes make of our lives. What a tragic comedy it is even in our most sincere attempt to merit righteousness on our own. 
We are no more able to render ourselves holy than this infant is to keep itself unsoiled. I am as dependent on your grace and your own righteousness, O Christ, to justify me and make me clean, as this little one is dependent upon me to wash the residue of filth from his skin, wrapping it again in soft and freshly laundered garments. Let me not be frustrated by the constant repetition of this necessary act on behalf of my child. Rather, let the daily doing of this be a reminder to me of the constant cleansing and covering of my own sin that I, helpless as this babe and often more in need, enjoy in the active mercies of Christ. I never thought about letting a poopy diaper remind me of the gospel. So that's what I'm getting at. Find those moments, something that you do all the time that's going to remind you of something true about the Lord and let your heart attitude as you do those things be toward prayer and love and thankfulness toward God. All right, here's your next point. This is one that I do all the time, pray scripture. Pray scripture, that's your blank. This is going to help you pray the will of God because it helps you pray for what pleases God because his words are abiding in you and influencing your desires. Praying scripture helps you to have more God-centered prayers. And this is also going to help you broaden what you pray about because you have someone else's godly words influencing your own. How many times have you been at a prayer circle and someone next to you has a prayer request and you're like, oh, me too. Yeah, I didn't think about it until you said it, but I need that prayer too. Good ideas to help you make it more, make your prayer life more deep. And it helps you think of things you might not even think to pray for. And it's going to help you focus. So if you have, say, 10 minutes to sit down and pray, if I have 10 minutes to sit down and pray, one of two things is probably going to happen. Either one, I'm going to sit down and my body says, oh, good, we're resting, and I'm going to fall asleep. Or, yeah, some of y'all are like, oh, yeah, I get that. (laughs) Or, and probably more likely, I'm going to sit down, but I'm not going to close my eyes again because we'll fall asleep, right? So I keep my eyes open, and I'm looking around the room, and suddenly I'm seeing everything else that I need to be doing. The dog tore that thing up. Got to clean that up again, and that child did not sweep the floor like I told them to, and that there's that mess that I meant to clean up and forgot to, and that thing reminds me of that person that I was supposed to email, and all of a sudden, I'm not praying. I'm thinking of everything else that my flesh wants to say. How dare you? How dare you sit down to pray? Look at how busy you are. You don't have time for this. So instead, it helps if you have scripture or something in front of you that's going to help you stay focused, help you stay on task, help you do what it is that, that you want to do, but you need to focus and quiet yourself so that you can, can do it. Or you want to pray for somebody, and maybe they don't have a specific prayer request, so you just know that you want to pray for them because the Lord has laid them on your heart, so you want to pray, and the prayer is something like, uh, just be, be with them and help them to do good today, bless them. That's not bad to ask the Lord to bless and be with someone. That's not a bad prayer, but I would, again, submit we can go deeper. We can be more specific. So using specific scriptures, God's own words, to pray for his people is very, very helpful. Praying scripture helps you to agree with God about what he says about sin, which is essentially repentance, and agreeing with God about what he says about himself, which is essentially worship. So here's a couple of ways to do it. Here's some blanks. Find 
themes or repetitive words. This is really helpful in the Old Testament or if you're doing like a narrative or you're doing the book of Acts where you're not just pouring over one or two verses. You're praying or you're, you're reading a much bigger section, one, two, I don't know, five, ten verses a day or chapters even a day. So you think, well, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to pray through that? Well, find a, a theme or find some repetitive words to help guide your words. So let's say that you're in Daniel chapter 3 and you're reading the part about where uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are telling Nebuchadnezzar, no, we will not bow down to you and we will not bow down to your idols. And he says, well, then I'm going to throw you in the fire. And they say, well, go ahead because the Lord's going to preserve us. And even if he doesn't, we still love him more than you. That was major Osterberg paraphrasing there. Um, <laughs> so what's the theme then? The theme is to love God more than man, to fear God more than man, to not have any other gods before him, to have courage that Jesus is worth it. These are themes that I can pray for myself. Lord, help me to have courage. Help me to obey you rather than man. Or maybe you know someone that you can pray those prayers for. So look for themes and repetitive words. Um, the next blanks, the next set of blanks you have is when you read places where God is described, thank him for his attributes. When you read places where God is described, thank him for his attributes. There are many times in scripture where God is described with his attributes. God is these things, or this is the way that the Lord deals with you or with um, his creation. And thank him for those attributes. Thank him for the truth about him that you read. Here's your next set of blanks. When you read God's promises, when you read God's promises, thank him for them and ask for the ability to trust them. How many times do we say, yeah, yeah, I know, that's the promise of God, I know, but are you really trusting it? Do you really believe that in your heart, that that is something true that God has told you? Um, I underline, I use colored pencils in my quiet times, and so I underline all of God's promises in light blue. So I know that whenever I come across that, I can, I can pull them out easily in, in my, um, my Bible when I'm looking at it. These are promises of God, and then ask yourself, am I really trusting that? Or say that you... You have someone that you want to pray for, and you know that this promise of the Lord would be very helpful for them to remember. Pray that for them. Here's your next blank. When you read God's commands, when you read God's commands, ask yourself if you are in obedience and repent if you're not. I underline commands in either uh, orange or yellow, depending on if they're commands to do or commands not to do. And then ask yourself, Am I doing or am I not doing those things? And if you are or are not, then use it as a time of confession. Repent. Therefore, your prayer is more focused. Your prayer is more precise because you're praying this specific thing. Or, last time, or next set of blanks, simply go line by line. Just go line by line and let Scripture guide your words. Let Scripture um, kind of tell you the next thing to say. Pray for what the author is praying for. Ask for what the author is asking for. Praise the Lord how the author is praising the Lord. Or repent and ask for change if you're not. You get to the part about as the deer pants for the water so my soul longs after you. And if you realize, Lord, that's not me today. I am not panting after you today. Lord, forgive me. And it turns into a, a time of confession and a time of, of change before the Lord. So your prayers are more focused and they're deep because you're concentrating on this one aspect. 
And I know I've got some major type A people, OCD, in here, so I'm going to give you a little bit of, uh, hopefully, a, a, a breath here. It doesn't have to be perfect, and you don't have to go line by line by line with no exception. Okay, it's not an exact formula, so feel free to skip a verse. If you're reading through a psalm and you're praying through a psalm and you get to a verse that you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> Just skip it. This is not the Bible study part of your, of your time, okay? Do that during your Bible study time when you have all your commentaries laid out and when you, you're, you're really thinking and pouring over what the Greek word is and all that. This is just scripture guiding your words to pray to the Lord. So feel free. It's okay to skip that part and just let the prayer flow, okay? Don't think, well, I've done it wrong because I couldn't, couldn't work in verse 10. It's not like that. You can, you can skip it. You have absolute permission. Or you can pray the prayers that you find the authors praying. I gave you a couple of examples there. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Philippians 1, Colossians 1. And consider marking in your Bible the prayer that you prayed and who you prayed it for. Here's your last blank. As a means of prayer journaling. I've done that many times before that I will write who I prayed this prayer for and the date and so as you're going back and you're looking through your Bible, you're, you're rereading a book, and you see there it is in your own handwriting, and you think, oh, yes, I remember when I prayed for that person. Or look how God answered that prayer that I prayed for that person. So don't be afraid to, to mark it up in your Bibles. Um, so you think, okay, well, that's great, but I really don't exactly know where to start. So I would suggest to you, if this is... If this sounds good to you and something you want to start doing, I would suggest just start marking things as you're reading in your quiet times. So maybe you mark things that you want to come back to. So say, for instance, you're reading Lamentations 3 in your quiet time. The second half of that verse is an incredible prayer for someone who is suffering and for someone who needs comfort. So you might think, well, I'm not really suffering right now, but I'm, I want to remember that because I know that suffering is it's coming, or I know someone who is suffering, so I'm just going to write it down. So maybe you keep a separate spiral, or maybe just even a, I don't know, another piece of paper in your Bible, or on your phone somewhere, where you think, you know, prayer for suffering, and then write down the verse that you found. So you're kind of creating your own index of sorts. Um, I was reading in Second Thessalonians, in my quiet time, before we were even a church. This was back when we were like 10 people in the Waberson's living room. And I came across 2 Thessalonians uh, 3, 1 through 5, and I thought, wow, that is a great prayer for our church. I couldn't even call it Living Hope because we didn't even know we were Living Hope yet. And I thought, that's a prayer I want to pray. And I still, I still pray that passage for our church. And so as you're reading along and you come across something where you're like, wow, that's so good, make a note of it, make a mark of it, put it in your Bible so that you can go back to it and you can kind of start your own uh, index. So... By way of making our prayers more precise and more focused, I would submit to you that there are three ways to do that, which is, number one, to pray root issues, get down to the root of what you're praying for and pray the deeper heart level, and then to let specific times lead you to specific thoughts about the Lord and pray about what you're doing, and then also to let Scripture guide your prayers. So by means of closing, I would like to pray through uh, Colossians. So if you have your Bibles, it might be helpful for you to follow along so that you can kind of see um, what I'm praying and what I'm skipping. And again, that's okay. Or, um, or how I'm, I'm going back to other words or using different words. 
um, and just letting the, the scripture influence the words that you choose. So I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray uh, Colossians uh, 1, 9, probably through 14. We'll see, we'll see where, the, where the spirit leads. Um, so would you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for all the ways that you've been good to us. Thank you for allowing us to gather and to give thought and purpose to how we're going to go closer to you. Lord, I pray that you would fill us, all of us, with the knowledge of your will. That you would give us more understanding of you. And Lord, may we use this understanding and this knowledge of your will to walk in a manner worthy of you. Lord, that we may please you more with our lives. And may the fruit that we bear bless others. And would you make us able to increase in our knowledge, to not stay stagnant, but to increase in your knowledge. Know you more. Know you more deeply. We want to know you more. Lord, strengthen us. Give us endurance as we seek to walk in our manner worthy of you. Give us joy and give us patience. And thank you, Lord, above all for your son. Help us to remember the gospel. Help us to recall that we share in the inheritance of saints of light and that that thought would give us great joy. Thank you, Lord, for your son. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for calling us out of darkness and transferring us into the kingdom of your beloved son. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of our sins. And may we seek to know you even more. And will you draw closer to us, Lord, as we seek to draw closer to you. And it's in your precious son's name I pray. Amen.